0: You know, here's the thing. Um, The Gottlieb Show comes to you from sunny Southern California. Here's the thing. You're not going to get a lot of people to commiserate with you when you're a Chargers fan. Uh, Both the producer of this uh, here radio show, Jason Stewart, and myself, we are, in fact, Chargers fans. And last night was, uh, welcome to our world. (laughs) You know, (laughs) welcome to what it's like. Can't stop the run, special teams blunders. Crazy talented skill position guys and find a way to win a game, lose a game that you should probably win. But the Raiders did win. The Chargers did lose. The Raiders move on, and there's a lot to talk about. Let me first state this as we get ready for a college football national championship. Okay. We'll get to the Raiders, Chargers in a second. Let me start with we're leading you into the college football national championship played in Indianapolis, Indiana. And let's just call it like it is. I don't think anybody really believes okay really believes that Georgia's going to win this game as of right now, right? As of right now, do you know anybody who truthfully believes because uh, I-, I want you to keep in mind, okay I want you to keep in mind the fact that um, that Georgia and Alabama no, I already played this year, but like Georgia has a history of this Georgia school, Georgia. Now it could be different because you have the Atlanta Braves are the world series champions. Maybe this is the year that all curses are broken, but man, it sure felt like Alabama. Okay. Man, it sure felt like Alabama who hasn't lost to Georgia since I, I think it's 2007. Is that right? It sure feels like ownership and that's what it felt like going back to, um, you know, going going back to the SEC championship game. It's one of those days they've lost seven consecutive times. Seven consecutive times. Now that's just nuts, right? And the last two by the same score, 41-24. Of course, there, there was the game where Ntua came in and saved the day. Uh, in two thousand eighteen, uh, in uh, excuse me, two thousand eighteen, um, and I, I mean, like, look, there's been two super close games, but you got to go back to two thousand seven since Georgia beat Alabama. Nick Saban hasn't lost to Georgia. Nick Saban doesn't lose to former assistant coaches. Alabama, it just. And I completely understand. You're like, look, this Alabama team is not that great. I agree. This Georgia team is stacked. I agree. Kirby Smart's a really smart guy. Super energetic guy. Dudes play hard. They got skit. Yeah, I agree. I, You know, until I've proven otherwise, I'm always taking Alabama. It should also be pointed out that when Alabama loses in the college football playoff, there is one thing that, that the other team always has a star quarterback, like an NFL star quarterback, Jameis Winston, Florida State, Deshaun Watson, Clemson. Right, go go and look. You know, go and look, look around all of this stuff, and you're like, hey, that's the that's the thing. So I I understand. I think George is more talented. I think George is probably the better football team. I think Bryce Young's better quarterback. I think. Alabama's been there before Alabama knows the pressure is all on Georgia and oh yeah by the way how about this one I believe and if you're listening to us in the south I have a I have one of my dear friends is a uh, alum of Auburn and uh, I'm actually going to call Auburn Alabama basketball tomorrow in Tuscaloosa all Right, so I'm flying tonight to Atlanta. I'm going to drive to T town. Maybe it's a celebration. Maybe it's not. If I land in Atlanta and Georgia wins, it be a celebration there. I don't know. Okay. But, um, I got a buddy who's a big Auburn alum and I was texting with him the other night and I was like, go dogs. Right. And he's like, no, and I mean, like, look, this is, I want neither team to win, but since one is going to win, I want Alabama to win. And I was like, how do you want your arch rival? to win another national title. Especially when, if you watch the game, Auburn should have beaten Alabama. And his point was, what's another national championship? If Georgia wins the national championship, now all of a sudden, and by the way, Georgia is Auburn's, you know, other gigantic rival. Oldest rivalry in the South is actually Georgia against Auburn. If Georgia wins, well, now there's another SEC program that can claim a national title. LSU can. Florida, of course, can, going back to the Urban Meyer days. Now you throw Georgia into the mix. A&M's coming on strong. They're eventually going to, I think, like they at some point, they got to win one or compete for one, get to one of these bowl games. What's one more title to Alabama? That's a great point. I think you got most of the SEC cheering for them. That doesn't help you win games. But I think that what does make you win games is outright belief. And I don't think anybody really believes George is going to win this game. Even if they're more talented, they're really well coached, they're prepared. This is their moment. They're, a, they're a, a, probably a better top-to-bottom football team than Alabama. It's crazy, right? Maybe it's not crazy. It's, it's just sports. Doug Gottlieb's show rolls on here on Fox Sports Radio. What everybody continues to talk about it, is last night's game, which felt like a Super Bowl. That was a game where Collinsworth kept talking about how the Chargers wide receivers were exhausted. I was exhausted. The emotional roller coaster of everything that took place. Okay, so let's get into it. Um, let's start in the first half because, you know, Brandon Staley has become a guy who goes forward on fourth down. But fourth and two from your own 18. Here's Brandon Staley understanding the criticism.
1: On the ball, so we wanted to get our best 11 personnel run defense in, um, make that substitution so that we could, you know, get a play where we would deepen the field goal.
0: Okay, sorry. That's the that's the explanation of the of the timeout. Okay, here's Chris Collinsworth and Al Michaels on the timeout. Card.
2: Third and four. Now what? Chargers take a timeout.
0: Los Angeles takes its first timeout. This will be a thirty second timeout. Hmm. What? Hmm. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah. They you think tell, the you Raiders tell were playing to get it down to either a field goal? Or just let the clock run out, and the Chargers took the timeout. Wait, he, the the Raiders were playing to get a field goal, and the Chargers called a timeout to keep them from getting a field goal or a makeable field goal. That that, that doesn't that doesn't make any that doesn't make any sense, right? Here's Brandon Staley on the reason he called a
1: timeout. We needed to get into the right grouping we felt like they were going to run the ball so we wanted to get our best 11 personnel run defense in um, make that substitution so that we could you know get a play where we would deepen the field goal
0: this is uh rick rich pisaccia when he was asked about the possibility of playing for the tie
1: at
3: what point would you have decided to just play for the tie and not try a field goal you know we had conversations about it the whole you know towards that end there but if you remember we ran the ball early they didn't call a timeout so we thought probably they're doing the same thing. So we thought if we can have a run in there that probably possibly could get us in field goal position to win it, we were going to do that, and that's what we did. So would you, would you have punted if if you hadn't got that big run?
0: I don't know. Didn't happen. <laughs> I guess the question is, would they have punted if the Chargers called another timeout? Would that? Would that is that what he was? That what he means? No, the Chargers would have let that clock run out and play for the tie. They were just trying to keep him to a 57-yard field goal or 58-yard field goal instead of a 47-yard field goal. Here's Derek Carr with Michelle Tafoya.
3: This thing could have ended in the tie. Chargers call a timeout. How did that shift the strategy?
0: Yeah, it definitely
2: did, obviously. But we knew no matter what, we didn't want to tie. We wanted to win the football game. Obviously, if you tie, you're in, and all, I think, all those things. But my mindset all day, I even was texting with Aaron Rodgers this morning. My mindset was to make sure that we were the only team moving on after this.
0: So what, what, what happens is people take things out of context and hear what they want to hear. I thought Michelle, she asked the question everybody wanted to know, but she used Collinsworth. Uh, look, it's, she actually did a really good job of using what Collinsworth was saying, which was the mindset, but it didn't actually change their mindset. Versace even said, like, we were going to run the football, try and kick a field goal. We ran the football, we kicked the field goal. Derek Carr, even though he said, yeah it, ca- yeah, it did, then he's like, but we wanted to win the game. So I, I, my, my criticism with like Al Michaels is the GOAT play-by-play guy. And he said, what? And that's when Collinsworth needs to say, okay, they're in a shotgun. Why would Brandon Staley call a timeout under 40 seconds to go? 38 seconds to go. Why? Because if you get this one stop with the play clock, the, cl- the game can expire anybody wants this is the last play in in terms of you, you you get a stop you either win the game or tie the game or you force me kick a long field goal and hope he misses right so there's a, a thought process to go there, but all you has to sit there and go is like okay what's going to change here oh they're changing personnel groupings and're bringing in their best defensive run stopper That's the why. He could also say maybe they're trying to get the ball back. But if, they, if the char, Chargers were trying to get the ball back, when the Raiders got stopped on first down after a one-yard carry, that's when you call timeout. That's when you call timeout. I must be losing my mind here. I didn't think the... I, I didn't I, like. Do did people think the Raiders were going to take a knee? They were in shotgun. They're going to run power. It's kind of obvious what was coming. The only thing that changed was the the play call from the Raiders, which again, same side of the line, just different movement, different alignment, but did the play call? True. Yes. Did what they were trying to do change? No. I mean, did you think for one second you're going to hand the ball to your star running back against a team that struggles to stop the run and have him fall down before he gets to the line of scrimmage? Byron, what am I missing? Am I missing something? Because I saw you uh, tweeting about this last night, and you and yeah. I are locked. We, and we don't agree on a lot of different things. Both of, both of us like, I, I don't understand. Did, Al Michaels acted like they were going to take a knee. I think that
3: Al Michaels, and I've done this before in broadcasting, Doug. I don't know if we can play the clip. There are times when I probably do it with you, where I maybe am not exactly sure what you're talking about, but I know I have to say something, so I go,
2: hmm. for an Hmm. Chargers take a timeout.
0: Los Angeles takes its first timeout. This will be a 30-second timeout. Mm. If they were trying to get the so, ball back, they wouldn't have waited until there's four seconds on the play
3: clock. I I know. I agree. The, the point is, is I'm not sure that Al Michaels was processing everything, so he couldn't say because he was trying to figure out, not that it was so confounding, but just being like, all right, what what do we have here? And because of what Collinsworth said, then it started going down that road, and then Al gave him the hmm, hmm, hmm. And there was even more after that of, of when it happened. But I, I don't understand, and I haven't heard anybody who has an opposing point of view of ours, Doug, give us a rational explanation of how things were going to play out, except to say, well, they
0: were going to run the clock out. Oh, is no. the, oh, Adam Schefter if, tweeted out, they're going to run out the clock. And I'm like, why would you let the clock run? Why would you drive it yeah. past midfield and then just run the clock out and take a knee? They were, why, why, why would the Raiders do that? They were protecting themselves
3: by running the football. They weren't going to put the ball in harm's way. And if they could get in field goal range uh, by running the ball, then they were going to do that. But they were not going to, uh, they were not going to do anything to jeopardize that. And up until that up until they actually kicked the field goal i always think that let's just let's run the ball with the opportunity of maybe kicking a long field goal to win it i don't think at any point they said let's just let's just take a knee and run out the clock cuz otherwise they would have just taken a knee and run out the clock they could have done that at midfield and the chargers would have been like well if they punt it back to us we're going to have to start on our own 9-yard line and go 90 some yards or 70 yards with no timeouts left and how many seconds yeah, just if the Raiders really wanted to run out the clock, they could have, and they didn't. They didn't.
0: Yeah, um, I I don't I don't even understand. J- Jason, uh, you're, you're watching. Did the Chargers um, Chargers screwed it up in a bunch of other ways, but they screwed up calling a timeout.
2: Okay, so this is this is my explanation, right? I'm sitting there as a fan, so I understand your point, and I understand the point against. So this is how I felt as I was sitting there in real time. I said to myself, the only way we're going to the playoffs is if that clock expires. And I need that clock to expire or we're not going to the playoffs. So when we called timeout, Chargers called timeout, my first thing that I thought was, why are we the team calling the timeout? That was the first thing that went through my mind. Now, since then, I've been able to process things, and all this stuff makes sense that you're talking about. But I'm just telling you, as a fan in the moment— I was like, "Why are we the ones preventing the clock from going to zero? That's
0: where that's where Chris <laughs> Collinsworth failed as an analyst. Sorry. Like again, you know, Aaron Rodgers actually said something really good last week on McAfee, which I, I saw relayed. I hadn't heard the whole interview, but it's the, you know, when you don't give a don't give a rip, right? It feels really good, and I generally we in a we're in a profession where we don't. We don't get on to other guys. I actually think Collinsworth is really good. I think he failed as an analyst because he didn't offer the possibility that he didn't offer what any sort of possibility. He just he became fanboy there rooting for a tie instead of going like, well, he must not like what he saw, because if you want to get the ball back, you call it before the clock runs off. If you wait until there's four seconds on the play clock right before the play is run, you didn't like what you're looking at with your personnel grouping. You call a quick timeout. It doesn't actually change the clock moving, right? Technically, the clock's not moving until the ball is snapped, but then it's going to run after the ball is snapped on a running play. Am, am I making sense, right? Like, you're not saving any time. Yes, John, John Ramos.
4: Was that the Chargers? That was their first timeout. They had one more to go after you that. You get two timeouts in right. overtime. That's so that was their first one. Correct. So let's say the next play is Jacobs gets the ball and he runs it right into the middle of the line and falls down. Do you think they call a second timeout? Or do no. you think the. Okay, so then the clock would run down I, to I, what? I
0: would run down till two seconds. And then, then
4: they the, kick a the field goal. And then what thought so they missed? So the theory is if they miss a field goal, it ends in a tie. That's yeah. what I thought they were doing. I thought yeah. they were just not taking. They were just taking a sweet ass time. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say. Oh, you can
0: say sweet. You can say. <laughs> FCC. <laughs>
4: They were taking their their sweet Hello. time. They were in no Hello. rush, and they were going to do exactly Hiro?
0: You want me to tell John Ramos? <laughs> <him>? <laughs> Wait till the segment's over. Okay. okay. Sorry, go ahead, John. I'll... I'm okay. No, you're good. Don't it. No, matter.
4: Uh, no, I thought they were just... They looked like they were in no rush. They looked like if they ran into the, like, dance, if they ran the ball, and they, and they were stopping the Chargers, they would have let the clock run down to, what, maybe three seconds. Maybe they would have called a timeout, tried a field goal if they made it. They win. If they don't, game ends in a tie. That's how I looked at it, as that they really didn't have any really, like, care... To, like, they were going to try to win, but if they didn't, no biggie. That's how I thought it looked. So, I, I mean, I think we all kind of agree, just in a different degree. I don't believe they were going to, like Dan, I don't ever believe they were going to kneel on the clock and let it run out. I think they were actually going to kind of see what the Chargers gave them. They gave him a chance for a field goal. They were going to go for it. If they missed it, meh. If they made it, meh. Didn't really matter.
0: Well, I, I do think it mattered, but yes, I, I—, I, I... I completely get what you're saying, and I do, in fact, agree with you. Uh, I, I, I do agree with you. I just I don't understand the logic of—they're like, had we discussed— Oh, you discussed tying the game? Oh, my gosh. Like, that's, then Collinsworth is right. Like, No, of course you discussed tying the game. you got to discuss all scenarios, right? Do you, do you throw the football? Because yeah. ah, they threw the football on first down. It seemed to surprise the, the Chargers, right? Do you throw the football here? if you throw the football once you get past on the you know plus side now it's 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 the old daryl royal famous coach at texas right famous analogy you throw a football only three things can happen and two are bad you know yep. whereas you run the football one it's the strength of what you do two it's the weakness of the chargers and three the clock keeps running and four you're it seems like you're less likely with jacobs to fumble the football
3: there's a lot of stuff to blame Brandon Staley for. And I think a lot of people who don't like his fourth downs, Doug, jump on him for this. Um, you could talk about the execution. You could talk about the personnel. You could talk about all of that. All of that is fair game. The timeout did not change anything.
0: Nothing. I- Stop the run. Stop the run. Uh, speaking of which, if you want to get on to him, I-, I like the going forward on fourth down. It's, it's like one of these things where we become this, you have to do all or nothing. Like, no, you don't. Well, why didn't Brandon Staley go for it at the end of – go for two at, at regulation? Well, because the math would tell you you don't do that. Because if you go for – first of all, they're obviously exhausted, right? I, I do think that because, they, because of how they were playing late when they scored a touchdown in fourth quarter, they basically weren't using Austin Eckler, who's a dynamic weapon for them. I just – I, I do think there's a scenario which if they weren't falling down tired because of those two ridiculously lengthy drives. You you could have used him around the goal line and maybe you could have scored a touchdown. But the math tells you and he actually stayed true to his principles, even though he didn't go for two, because the math tells you that if you don't get it going for two, you're done. Whereas if you simply kick the extra point now. You know, you have a chance to win it or a chance to tie it. You have two different chances to still get to the playoffs, and that's the ultimate goal, right? That's what I saw. That's why I thought it was smart to not go for it at the end of regulation. And had they won the coin toss and gotten the football, yes, they were tired, but the Raiders' defense was cooked. Completely cooked. But why did he go for a fourth down on his own 18? Here's Brandon Staley trying to explain that one.
1: I I didn't get that one. I understand the criticism. We felt like we could get the run. We felt like um, the personnel grouping that they had out there—they weren't in a goal line defense. We felt like we had a plenty good enough, you know, play call for that, and um, they took away the the advantage look, and um, it just didn't go down for us. I felt like we—that that was going to be a drive starter for us, you know, generate some steam for our offense. Felt like we would get it. Felt like we had a good play call with the duo run, and uh, they just knifed in there and made a good play, but was really looking to, to get our, our our offense started, get our engine started. And um, they just made a play, and we didn't. Mm. Mm. Um.
0: Yeah, I, I don't. I don't see that one. That that one's a hard one to explain. A drive starter on your own eight. Like we're looking for momentum there on our own eighteen. I I think it's pretty obvious. Brandon Staley has no respect for three points. Three points don't matter to him, and he lost by three points. Right? Because if you asked him today, he would say like, look, we got to stop. We got momentum afterwards because we only, they only, only gave up three points on the drive, but you basically gifted them three points. They gifted, they gifted all of the first half, except for the first touchdown, all of the first half points of the Raiders, the touchdown and uh, the two field goals were all gifts, special teams going forward on fourth from your own 18. and, uh, pass interference which was a terrible call on Zay Jones who just flopped but all of those were gifted to to the to the radio.
2: be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern noon Pacific
0: Joel Klatt joins us in the Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio uh, I'm gonna get to tonight's game in a second um, you got all these people saying that the, the Raiders are going to like run out the clock and take an E. Well, they were in shotgun. <laughs> they were going to run the football. Um, do you think Brandon Staley made a mistake calling a timeout?
2: Um, probably. Um, I think that the Raiders were fine if that run at the end went for two yards, and then they probably would have tried a really long field goal. It just so happened that it popped a little bit. They got... Uh, into a position where it was a more manageable field goal and they, they took a timeout. But I do think that regardless of if, if the Chargers took a timeout or not, that Oakland was going to attempt a field goal at the end of the game from wherever the ball was after that run play. So I actually don't buy that the this whole like, hey we were gonna just go for the tie. I just think that the the, the Raiders were were willing to attempt something you know that was a little bit longer. Now I, I I will say this: if that run at the end of the game goes for negative yards and it becomes a situation where you can have like a kick six type of a deal, I think right. that the Raiders would have just let it roll out. And if the Chargers would have taken the timeout, they probably would have just punted the football, therefore playing for a tie. So I don't know if if any of that has to do with the timeout that the Chargers had. Or or took. I think more of it has to do with the fact that the run play popped, and what did it get? I think it got something like eight or nine yards, ten, and ten. that's what ultimately beat. Yeah, ten yards. There you go. So, yeah. and then that's what ultimately beat the Chargers was the fact that they couldn't stop that run play. The Raiders didn't change their philosophy. I don't think based on the timeout, they changed the philosophy because they got ten yards.
0: Correct. Com- you and I, you and I, completely, completely agree. Um, uh, you know, and and the Chargers just want to change their personnel grouping, and it actually ended up not working out. Working out even worse uh, than than you ever could have imagined. Joe Clatt joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Percentage of people that actually believe in the heart of hearts that Georgia will win tonight.
2: Well, me plus whoever else is like me. (laughs) I and and I know that this is a limb. Um, I believe Georgia's going to win tonight. I think that they have been and are the better football team. They happen to be deficient in the two areas in which everyone will say, well, because of that, you have to pick Alabama, which is quarterback and head coach. Um, but I, I got to tell you, I just, without Mechie, with what I feel like is going to be an incredibly hard time running the football, I, I think it's this, this is a tall ask for Bryce Young because it's going to be really difficult for him to duplicate and basically do exactly what he did in the SEC championship game, which is, I think, what's going to be required of him. Um I, I, I think George is the better team. They've been the better team all, all year. They've had more consistent play outside of that one game. And I think it's really hard to beat a team like that twice.
0: Oh, I think, I think it is too. But there is that nemesis factor. And I, I don't know how real you think that is in real football as opposed to fans, right? Fans are different than, than, than what really happens, right? But there is this certain, like, man, they walked in the SEC championship game and got their butts beat when this was supposed to be the year, I just wonder how much of the fact that, you know, it's been since two thousand seven that Georgia's actually beat Alabama. I know you're not competing against those other teams, but you know how it is. Like it's like a Georgia fan thing where you're like waiting for the waiting for something bad to happen. I do feel like that's a real thing tonight.
2: Listen, it's more difficult for Georgia because of that. There's no doubt. And and Alabama is gonna have confidence. They have that over everybody. It's it's tough for anybody to beat Alabama. You know, and that's I think that's what's so interesting. and and I have this conversation with people when they talk about Michigan and Jim Arbaugh in relation to trying to beat Ohio State, which they were able to get over that hump this year. But I think it's it's similar with Georgia and Alabama. It's just difficult to beat Alabama. and I don't think it's a, a specific problem for Georgia or Kirby Smart. I think it's a problem for everybody. Think of, think of the quality or caliber of performance, whether it's in an individual game or team, it takes to beat Alabama. I actually threw this out on Twitter a couple of weeks ago. Did you know that, that from, from the moment that Nick Saban won his, his first national championship at Alabama, that every single national champion has had to beat Alabama at some point, except for Florida State with Jameis Winston, who had to beat the Auburn team that beat Alabama? The national championship runs through Alabama. It's incredibly tough to beat them, and I don't think that that's a specific problem for Georgia.
0: Oh, well, I I I would I would in fact agree with you. I have a I have a really good friend who's a big Auburn alum and he was like, Look, I'm just telling you and, and of course Auburn's our rivals with both these schools, Georgia and Auburn oldest rivalry in the South, and Auburn, Alabama's the Iron Bowl, and he's like I'd rather have Alabama win it because what's another national title, to Alabama? Whereas if Georgia wins it, it now solidifies them as one of the elites of college football.
2: Well, it certainly validates Kirby's you know tenure so far at Georgia. If he loses this game, I think you start to look at it and you're like, hold on a second. If you know, not that they're going to make a change, but you start to think to yourself like, well, when is it going to happen? Because this is the young Alabama team. This is the team that they were having to replace all of those players on the offensive side. This is the team that had a brand-new coordinator and Bill O'Brien and and, and all of these things. Like, Bama should be getting better in the coming years, the way that they've recruited. And so you start to wonder, like, well, is it ever going to happen? Meanwhile, if they are able to get the job done tonight and win a national championship, I think it only solidifies them as a preeminent program. And it probably – puts them in the position that Clemson has been for the last 8 years. And and it supplants Clemson as kind of like the next team in the pantheon of college football along with Alabama, certainly after this year in which Clemson did not play particularly dominant football. So from that standpoint, you know, I think people around the SEC and maybe even nationally when you're talking about the the issues of recruiting, the issues of 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 how players are picking schools, and the money that's that's being thrown around, I think people all over probably in their heart of hearts think the same thing that you just said, which is, what's another championship to Alabama and Nick Saban? Meanwhile, you could be creating another juggernaut if if Georgia is to win tonight.
0: Stug Gottlieb's show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, okay, you, you mentioned the quarterback play of Bryce Young. What about Stetson Bennett? What does he need to do to be successful tonight?
2: Well, he, this is such a, a – a, people consider this a knock, but he's just got to manage the game. And, and and if he can do that – and that's not a knock because great quarterbacks are able to manage the game. He, he's got to manage the field position. He's got to take care of the football he's got to make sure that, that he's not doing something that's going to put his team at risk. And if he's able to do that, then what he's doing is he's maximizing the value of the rest of the roster. That's his job. His job is not to go out there and win the game or be something that he is not. He, he can't match Bryce Young, but what he can do is play efficiently within the game plan and not put his team in a bad position. And if he's able to do that, then like I said, he's maximizing the rest of the roster and the impact the rest of that roster can have. Because top to bottom, folks, and this is is what's so interesting, top to bottom, the better roster is Georgia. Georgia. They're the better team, but they don't have Nick Saban and they don't have Bryce Young. So Stetson Bennett has to maximize that rest of the roster by not making mistakes, manage the game to the best of his ability.
0: Last thing, uh, Jackson Dart's going to leave SC. Does that mean Caleb Williams is going there?
2: Boy, it feels like it because you wouldn't think that Lincoln Riley would allow Dart to get out from under him if he didn't have a plan in place, right? Like you don't make this move and then just go someplace and think to yourselves like, oh, we'll find a quarterback. That's not how it works, in particular if you're Lincoln Riley. And by the way, Jackson Dart, why wouldn't you want to play for Lincoln Riley? Look at what the quarterbacks have done who have played for him. So to, to, to think that there is not a plan in place, I think, is, is ridiculously naive. And, and to be honest, and I don't know any news, this is pure speculation, but I would be shocked if we didn't get announcement from Caleb Williams that he's going to play in L.A. with USC. I just, it, it makes too much sense. I, there's no reason why you would transfer away from Lincoln Riley. I just it, unless he's got another plan, and I think he he certainly does.
0: Yeah, if your if your if your plan is to compete for national championship, if your plan is to try and make it in the NFL, when you've had two number one overall picks at quarterback, it it feels it feels like a simple call if if that's if that's your goal. So
2: not uh, only I, two number ones, but also a guy that just took his team to the playoff and Jalen Hurts. You know, like so. <laughs> think I mean think about the track record that this guy is is having with quarterbacks. So. To think that everyone's just leaving him, no, that's not happening. Caleb Williams, I would be shocked if he's not a Trojan in the next three days.
0: Great stuff, as always. Joel, enjoy the game. We'll talk to you soon.
2: Absolutely, bud. Have a good one, okay? Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
0: Doug Gottlieb show Fox Sports Radio check out the latest lines from the world of sports a better sports book so you trust the name in online sports betting gotta be 21 present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana or Pennsylvania to play gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER let's get to the press the press right, what do you got Doug, three
3: head coaching dismissals in the NFL today: two general managers and one head coach, wondering if he's going to be let go or not. We'll start there. Houston Texans head coach David Culley says that he doesn't know his future. Has been not not has not been told that he won't be back next season. As the Texans wrapped up their four win season yesterday with a it's loss over, to the Jack. Tennessee Titans. O- uh, David Culley though right now has
0: a job in Houston as of today. I mean, like, look, Cully's a nice dude, but I don't think anybody thought he was long for that job, did they?
3: Okay. No, it seems that it was, it was a one-year deal, and I think that that's unfortunate for David Cully. Now he took the job and accepted it inside the contract, and well, you know, whatever happens. But that team was set up, signed a bunch of free agents, and there was no way that they were going to compete this year, obviously without Deshaun Watson, right? But now likely to find a new head coach,
0: right? Either.
3: Yes, <laughs> so, no, I mean,
0: like, look, I, I, I think the question is: those are New England guys. Do they hire Brian Flores? You Josh know, McDaniels, or, or is it Josh yeah. McDaniels? Those are the two 100%. guys. Josh McDaniels, obviously, for offense, and Brian Flores for defense. Exactly. And that, that's a big question.
3: We've been getting a lot of LeVar Arrington lately in the drops.
0: Exactly. <laughs> Stephen Ross fired. Do they Brian... play any Godley drops?
4: I don't think so. Well, We're should. different on this show, Doug. <laughs> We're built,
0: we built different?
4: We're built different. That's right. Hmm.
3: Steven Ross fired Brian Flores today as the Dolphins head coach, but the Dolphins owner told you who won't be the next head coach in Miami.
1: He's at the University of Michigan, as everybody really knows. That is my school I graduated from, and I'm very involved in it, and I'm not going to be the person that takes Jim Harbaugh to the University of Michigan.
4: What is that? <laughs>
0: What are you laughing about, Ramos?
4: Oh, who says that? What do you mean? I'm I'm not going to be the one to take the...
0: Let Maybe, somebody else a take
4: Mich- a really good coach, not me. No, but he's
0: a Michigan
3: alum. Who cares? I, I, I actually started on this, yeah.
4: What are you talking... What, who says that? If, yeah, is that the I, owner? If that's the owner, see ya. What do
0: you mean, see ya? You, you can't league? see ya. He owns a team, but... <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Ross has fired himself. He's replaced himself in Steven sorry Ross. Sorry about wait, that. Wait, <laughs> Ramos, uh, okay, buyer, you help me. What What you...
3: I was with John up until he said that the owner should fire <laughs> Yeah, don't worry about, don't worry about that. that. Forget that about part,
4: that part, yeah. I that think part. that
3: if it is your responsibility to the team and to that area to find the best person for the job. And if the best person for that job is Jim Harbaugh at Michigan, it's your responsibility to go and get him. But to say that you're, you would not take him away from Michigan tells me that your priority is the University of Michigan and not the Miami Dolphins. 100%.
0: Um... I, yeah, I, I'm going to disagree with you guys both. I, I actually understand what he's saying. Now, I, I do think it, it allows you a little wiggle room where if for some reason, okay, if for some reason Harbaugh got into talks with, say, the Chicago Bears about being their head coach, like, hey, look, the Bears, now they, they were trying to take him from Michigan, and I don't, it's it's different. When you're competing against the Bears, that's different than when you're competing against Michigan. Well, does that make sense? How about I invite you over for dinner
3: and we set the table and I'm like, well, I'm not going to use the good silver <laughs> on Doug. You know, we're not going to, we're not going to do that. I mean, it's kind of like we're saving it for no, but it's saving like one it one for things, Colin like, Cowherd to come it's like, over. It's like one of those
0: things where, you're like, well, it's she's, uh, you know, if you were women, do this where you have to oh ask. Hold on, you have to ask another woman if she, so. Before you dated Lisa, say Lisa, say one of Lisa's friends dated you. Lisa would have had to ask her if it was okay to date you. Guys don't care. Guys are just like, whatever. You don't want to date me. You don't want to date me. Don't really care. Um, I think that's what's at stake here is it's like the, you don't want to, you don't want to steal when you're a Michigan guy, you don't want to steal Michigan's coach. This is a bet. Not a good look. I actually agree with, with Ross on this one. Moving on, where am I going to go now?
3: Oh, college football playoff won't expand until at least 2026, which is when the current
0: deal expires. Has to be about more money. That's my feeling. Has to be has to be about more. Everything else those guys have done is about money, so there has to be more money in waiting an extra year.
3: Finally, That's Baylor remains number one in the AP Top 25 College Hoops Bowl. For the first time since 1974, Yay. USC is in the top five. And that
0: wow. is... Hey, get out there and press. That was the press. Check out the latest lines in world of sports. The River Sportsbook. BetRiver's is the trusted name in online sports. Betting must be 21. Present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Dan Beyer picked the national championship game winner.
3: I'll go with Georgia. Yeah, Georgia wins. Can't beat them twice in the same season.
0: Um, I'm going with Alabama. Going with Alabama. I just I I think it's hard to beat a team twice. I think George has better talent. I think Kirby's actually a really, really good coach. I think Alabama wins until proven otherwise. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio.